The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. Imagine growing a business with high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, and wildly happy customers. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. LinkedIn presents. We look at our phone every 12 minutes. We check our phone 150 times a day. We spend 50 minutes a day on Facebook and 50 minutes a day on Instagram, yet we spend just 4%, 4% of our time with friends. Always ask yourself, how can I be a better friend? How can I invest in the people in my life? How can I put friendship at the center of my life? Welcome back to the Next Big Idea Daily and the final episode of our week-long exploration of the magic of summer. We've talked about hot dogs. We've talked about ice. We even got serious there for a minute and talked about climate change. But to wrap things up, let's talk about something that's both fun and serious, and that's friendship. I don't know about you, but when I think about summer, I think about friends. As a kid, summer was full of unstructured hours, seemingly endless opportunities to ride bikes, play games, hang out with buddies. Friendship back then felt effortless. But as adults, Keeping old friends, making new ones, takes work. It's a habit you have to build. It's a skill. And if you could use a little help brushing up on those skills, have a listen to these big ideas from Adam Smiley Pozwalski, author of the book Friendship in the Age of Loneliness, An Optimist's Guide to Connection. Smiley is a speaker, writer, and consultant who specializes in the work and social lives of millennials. But whatever generation you're part of, his message is worth hearing. Hi, Next Big Idea Club. This is Smiley. I'm an author, a public speaker, and a millennial workplace expert. I speak a lot about fostering belonging in the remote and hybrid workforce. And I just wrote a book called Friendship in the Age of Loneliness, An Optimist's Guide to Connection. It's a cookbook for friendship in the digital age. I wrote this book because of my own experience with loneliness. I have a lot of social connections in my life. I have 5,000 Facebook friends and thousands of followers on Instagram and my nickname is Smiley, I wanted to call attention to the fact that socially connected people can also feel lonely. Loneliness is the subjective perception of isolation, the discrepancy between one's desired and actual levels of connection. And as a millennial workplace expert, I've traveled around the world speaking to companies about how to engage Gen Z and millennial talent, and the issue of loneliness and lack of belonging keeps coming up. In fact, nearly two-thirds of Americans are lonely. 70% of millennials and 80% of Gen Z are lonely. As we emerge from the pandemic, I believe one powerful legacy, maybe even a silver lining, will be putting our friends and our social connections at the center of our lives and spending more time with the people we love most. I hope we realize just how lucky we are to have our friends in our lives. Spend more time with your friends. In response to the mounting pressures of modern life, we've been prescribed every potential cure under the sun. Quit social media, download a meditation app, declutter your house, become a badass, use a bullet journal, go paleo, go keto, get a Peloton, do CrossFit, do nothing, the list goes on and on. Yet we rarely talk about the simple power of spending more time with friends. We look at our phone every 12 minutes. We check our phone 150 times a day. We spend 50 minutes a day on Facebook and 50 minutes a day on Instagram, yet we spend just 4%, 4% of our time with friends. 
The research shows that social connections play a vital role in our health, influencing everything from our cardiovascular system to our immune system. Social support increases our survival by 50%. It's as beneficial to our health as giving up smoking 15 cigarettes a day. People with close friends are simply happier, healthier, and live longer than people who lack strong social bonds. Friendship is not something we should only think about after work or squeeze in at happy hour or on the weekends when we have two hours to take a walk with a friend. It's something that should influence every decision we make. Always ask yourself, how can I be a better friend? How can I invest in the people in my life? How can I put friendship at the center of my life? Go deep rather than wide. I often feel overwhelmed trying to maintain dozens of casual, surface-level relationships. Maybe you do too. During the pandemic, this feeling became even more pronounced as I felt like I only had the bandwidth for my closest friends. This actually mirrors social research, which has found that close friends are the ones that matter most. It's about the quality of the relationships you have, not the quantity. I like to make time in my life for quote-unquote deep hangs with my friends, where you have space to get vulnerable with each other, lose track of time, and get into a friendship flow state where you're connecting on a deep and personal level. It's less about catching up about work and the type of highlights you would share on social media, and more about talking about our hopes and dreams and fears. Here are a few things to keep in mind when you're planning a deep hang with your friend. Presence. Put away your phone and really just be with your friend. Don't double book. If you're having a deep hang, clear the calendar for the whole day to allow for spontaneity. Be intentional about place. Deep hangs should include adventures to beautiful spaces and places. Maybe a waterfall, a secret garden, your favorite hike, a mini road trip, or a place out of town. All of these are more exciting venues than your local coffee shop. Become a correspondence queen. Avoid the out-of-touch guilt spiral, where you never reach out to a friend because you haven't spoken in a while. Make the first move. Be proactive about reaching out. Everyone is busy, but being busy is not an excuse for not staying in touch. Pick up the phone and call. Invite your friends to hang out more often. Figure out what your preferred communication medium is and how your friends also like to communicate. It might be spontaneous phone calls or texting during the day or sending audio or video messages. For me, it's writing letters and postcards. I love receiving mail that's not bills or junk mail. I'm also a fan of tribute, which makes it easier to create a collaborative video montage that you can give as a gift on a birthday, graduation, anniversary, or even to a coworker to celebrate a creative accomplishment or milestone. Whatever your communications medium is, the most important thing is that you tell your friends you appreciate them, all the time. Studies have shown that a regular practice of expressing gratitude changes the structure of the brain, makes us healthier and happier, and can be associated with better sleep and lower levels of anxiety and depression. Be a minister for loneliness in your community. In 2018, Britain appointed a minister for loneliness to help combat widespread loneliness as a public health concern. It would be nice if every country in the world had a minister for loneliness or a department of human connection, but this seems unlikely. It became abundantly clear during the pandemic that our country is lacking a social safety net when it comes to taking care of each other's emotional well-being and mental health. In fact, a third of Americans showed signs of clinical anxiety or depression during the pandemic, and loneliness levels increased to alarmingly high levels for young adults and working parents. We can't wait for the government to solve loneliness. 
We have to become human connection agents in our own communities. Always find ways to get to know your neighbors and invest in your local community. Studies show that knowing as few as six neighbors reduces the likelihood of feeling lonely. Seek to understand the perspectives of people who come from different backgrounds than you. Join what I call exponential communities, communities that believe in the beauty of your dreams and have an exponential and compounding impact on your potential. Always ask how you can pass the torch. Host gatherings, share opportunities, volunteer your time, redistribute resources to those who need them most, and be an inclusive and engaged citizen. Human connection is healthy for you and healthy for the planet. Thank you, Smiley. Well, friends, if I can call you friends, I think it's time for me to sign off and go hang out with my IRL friends and family to enjoy what's left of this beautiful summer day. I suggest you do the same. I hope you enjoyed our experimental summer anthology. Let us know if you'd like to hear more of these. You can drop us a line at podcast at nextbigideaclub.com. This week's episodes were written by me and produced by Caleb Bissinger. Emily Rostick did the sound editing. The Next Big Idea Daily is a proud member of the LinkedIn Podcast Network. Hope to see you Monday. Monday.